Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello. Hello. Well, I asked you an intimate question earlier on. It's, it's perhaps the most intimate thing that I've ever asked you in our almost 20-year friendship. Mm, I think it probably was. I asked Annabelle if when social distancing is relaxed and we're allowed to exist in bubbles of 10 people, which is... <laughs> What the current thinking is, I've read a couple of articles about this in recent days. I've asked if you would be in my bubble of 10 people. Yeah, and what did I say? About, said you think I didn't. About it. I didn't say that. I didn't even pause. I said yes. And basically because I'm desperate to get out of the house, to like go to your house to do work, so rather than just do it from home. <laughs> I just want to get out of the house. <laughs> in a way, I felt like you didn't give it enough thought. Oh, really? Yeah, because if we're limited to 10 people, I thought at least you'd want to do some kind of um, head count of how many people are in your family. But oh, no, I was in, I was in your bubble straight away. I felt quite, uh, quite honoured, really. Yeah, no, it was a no-brainer. Uh, you did also say you're going to have John Travolta in your bubble. Well, I said I'd email him to ask. <laughs> or so tell, do you rather. Have to, yeah, I mean, do you have to, have to ask people's permission to put them in your bubble or... Yeah, I'm not sure how it works. How does, does it work? Does it have to be reciprocated? Like, if, you, if I ask you, do you then have to ask me? I guess so. I don't know how it works. And then do I have to know the same 10 people? So if, if oh. you're one and I'm one, is it just eight other people that we're allowed to mix with? This is too confusing for us. It's a good job we're not in charge, really, isn't it? I know. Um, anyway, so, so that's where we are at with the lockdown at the moment. I'll tell you I'm finding really frustrating and difficult to deal with at the minute. What's that? Browsers browsers what do you mean so when you go out and do your shop oh, browsers i thought you meant i don't internet. think you should no i mean people who are browsing <laughs> okay okay here's how i approach it mm. i know exactly it's like i'm a, a navy seal on a mission mm. i know exactly what i'm going in there to get yeah i've got to be in and out in the minimum amount of time possible and i've got to stay away from other people yeah that's that's how this works right yeah 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 i agree i agree and yet I'm in there and I see somebody browsing nine different types of couscous. Oh. And I think you've, you are not respecting the rules. Yes, we're allowed to go out and buy essential things such as couscous. But the spirit of the rules isn't that you stand there in the aisle browsing. 
It's difficult because, for example, I was desperate the other day to compare the calcium content of two different plant-based milks. I I was desperate. But then I think if I pick something up, am I allowed to put it back again? I don't think I am. No, absolutely not. Okay, strict rules. So I didn't do it, but yeah, okay. You should have Googled it in advance. Right, fair enough. Fair enough. I'll take that on board. Yeah, you're just okay. going into the shop to retrieve something and then getting out as quickly as possible. Yeah, okay. I'm made for lockdown. I'm I'm so good at following <laughs> following the rules. Yeah, you probably like it. Do you like you enjoying the restrictions? Yes and no. I mean, yes you know, that's, that's yes a big question. No. Yeah. yeah, it is a big question. I've, do I do I sound slightly grumpy and slightly weary tonight? Only like 10% more than normal. Okay, then I'm doing a good job of masking my feelings because I'm I'm feeling quite grumpy and weary. I cut my hand just before we started recording, trying to open a packet of batteries. Oh, really? But there's nothing... There's nothing sharp on a packet of batteries. No, it was one of those sealed plastic... You know, like sometimes electrical goods come in them. Right. And you can't open them without a pair of scissors. Uh, but I was too lazy okay. to go downstairs and get scissors. And I was trying to bend it open, uh, and the plastic ripped, and then I got blood on my hands. And oh, it's just oh, a nuisance. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling a little grumpy. I'm doing a thing. It's now twenty past eight on Tuesday evening, and I'm doing a thing at half past nine. Um, and I was sort of trying to get ready for that, really. And it is, you know, no such thing as a fish. Yes. The podcast. Yes. Love, lovely people, the QI mm. elves. Well, Dan, who is one of those lot, he he's doing a thing on Instagram Live where he talks to people. He, he sort of goes live to people's houses and then he gets you to show him some things in your house. Great. So he's asked me to do it and I said yes because I like him. And then I've spent the whole day thinking, oh, why did I say yes? I really like Dan, but I'm not going to be good on this. I'm not going to have anything interesting to say. He probably talks to people who've got historic artefacts and objets d'art, collector's <laughs> items and whatever in their houses. And I haven't got anything really. So I've, I've been preparing for that. And um, the, the batteries was part of that preparation. I was one of your things and batteries. No, it's a stylophone, but I thought I can't ah, I can't get out the stylophone but not I'm play relieved. it and the batteries were flat in it. And then I opened it up and there was all battery acid like leaking out oh. everywhere. I'm oh, really God. worried about it. I think I'm I think I'm an unimpressive guest when I go on these things. I'm sure you're not. You've got a stylophone, that'd be amazing. They'll love it. Well, we'll see. Do you want to know mm. what else the- I've got? Well, I'm de- I wanted to ask, but yeah, apart from the battery acid burns on your hand, that could be one of the things. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to show my Jap- going to show my Japanese toilet. Oh yes, that's a brilliant one. Oh come on, this is amazing. Next, um, the the artwork from that time I was in the Beano. Amazing, yeah. Um, some boots I had made by a theatrical bootmaker where the Beatles used to get their <laughs> boots made. <laughs> Oh, that that'll give you plenty of space for some beetle anecdotes. Brilliant. Yeah, um, a tribal mask that I got given when me and Gareth, our old radio producer, went to Ethiopia to do a charity thing, which oh. I sort of feels slightly uncomfortable with it being in my house. We used to have it in the radio studio as well, and it was given to me in Ethiopia by one of the people who hosted us. But I still think there's something that looks like cultural appropriation about me having it in the house. So I thought that would be an interesting mm. talking point. Okay. Yep. Uh, a book of photographs of celebrities taken by Dave Lee Travis called A Bit of a Star. Sounds incredible. Why have I never seen this? 
<laughs> my friend Chris got it me for my thirtieth birthday. Amazing. Okay, so you're making me feel a little bit better now. About these the, these uh... are very good things. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I mean, there's no point plugging it because if it's on an Instagram live, mm. it will have um, it will have been and gone by the time by the time people hear this. Yes, I suppose mm. it will. Yes, but mm. and, you, and you can't listen back to these things. Well, we know what your know. objects are now, anyway. So you know it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> We're all happy now. How's the uh, how's the correspondence pile looking, Annabelle? Steady trickle. Steady trickle. That's all we ask for. Exactly. Uh, so if you um, if you want to send us one of your stories of social ineptitude, we'd love to hear from you. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Firstly, from Anon. This story haunts me and has potentially screwed up my entire career going forwards. I had been asked to go for a breakfast business meeting, which was essentially a cover-up to assess me for a promotion. I should state that I absolutely can't stand eating meetings, as eating in front of people I don't know very well makes me feel extremely anxious. I'm fine going out for dinner with friends, but when it's someone of authority, bosses, clients, friends, parents, anyone older, I just can't multitask the talking and chopping up food and getting it into my mouth and my continuing conversation. Over coffee to start with, it had come up that I'm vegetarian and have been for al- for almost my whole life and therefore would be giving the speciality fry up a miss. I had carefully considered what to eat and decided that an omelette is both easy to cut up and swallow without making much of a mess. I ordered the house cheese and mushroom. Service was very slow and I'd finished two coffees by the time food came, which did nothing to help the building nerves. The omelette was one of the folded over kinds. So you can't see what's inside until you cut it. I took a few mouthfuls and managed to keep up the conversation without getting too flustered. About four bites in, I looked at my plate and I panicked as I saw tiny chunks of ham spilling out onto my plate. (sighs) I quickly glanced back at my interrogator trying to keep eye contact so they wouldn't look at my plate. Should I call a waiter over and complain and risk having to wait for a new dish whilst making the accusation that they had fed ham to a vegetarian? Or plough on, now that I started eating and hoped nobody would notice. I had milliseconds to decide. Being a socially anxious drifter, I clearly went with option two. After years of going meat-free, I hurriedly shoved as much as the piggy (gasps) omelette into my mouth, in the hope that if I ate quickly, nobody would see the bits of ham that kept spilling out. (laughs) I managed about half the omelette and then attempted to hide the insides with a piece of strategically placed toast. I'm fairly sure they did notice. And if they didn't, they would wonder why I'd left more than half my food on my plate before declaring I was finished, demonstrating that I was either ungrateful or, the truth, that I'm a completely spineless coward. (laughs) Needless to say, I've not been promoted. Oh, that is so bad. The taste as well. If you haven't eaten it for years, the taste would have been horrific. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay. Oh, we've got another anon, two anons today. Uh Uh-huh. And this says, I started a new job about two months before lockdown. Not really enough time to get to know everyone that well, but the team is small and amazingly supportive. My boss, who is quite senior to me, is lovely, but can be quite intimidating because she's so experienced and energetically efficient. She also has a fairly strong accent, which to start with, I found almost impossible to understand. 
I'd had to ask her to repeat instructions and even then felt I was never 100% sure what she wanted me to do. After a while, I got my ear in with my boss's accent and I could understand her without making a screwed up in concentration face. Then came lockdown and video calls. The other day at the end of our catch up and I mentioned how busy it's been to which she replies, yeah, I finished the notebook I started in February. So my daughter got me this makes a face and holds up to the camera a rather garish flowery notebook, the kind only a 13 year old daughter would think was nice. I interpret the emphasis on this as indicating exasperation at the inappropriate book, as she usually carries discreet grey ones. So I merrily say, oh, wow. Oh, well, at least you're at home, so no one else has to see it. You can hide it from the camera. Ha, 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 ha. Silence. From her hesitant expression, I realised I'd entirely misinterpreted her tone. And she did, in fact, really like the notebook and clearly thought it was a lovely gift from her daughter and had been expecting a delighted and admiring response from me. I manically backtracked, saying how it was a really, really fab notebook, just not her usual style, and how it was nice to have something fun and a bit different around to brighten up her home desk area, or as in my case, the dining table. Ha ha ha. I've been writing on Scrappy A4. It's funny how quickly normal office standards slip. Ha 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 ha. And just kept gabbling on until she mercifully had to go on to another call. I would like to say that writing this down has been cathartic and that I now feel better. <laughs> But no, reliving it just reminded me of the look on her face when I slagged off her own child's taste. Oh, that's so good. Yes. If you uh, if you have a story that you would like to share with us, you can email us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Annabelle. Yes. I'm ready for another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult. The lockdown weeks slash months slash years. So... I'm about to enter my seventh week of lockdown. And one of the things that me and my boyfriend argue about the most, and obviously there are many, many things, but the thing I think probably is the most is whose turn it is to go to the supermarket. Because I feel like it's a massive treat to get to go. Because yeah. firstly, it's a break from childcare. And then secondly, you get to be somewhere indoors that's not your own home. It's just, it's glorious, isn't it? I love it. Yeah, no, no excuse for browsing though. No, no browsing, none at all. I love the courteous nods when you wait for someone to go past. I love that. I like seeing what, apart from flour, are the one or two things that the shelves are empty of. Like last week, it was red lentils. Two weeks before that, sweet corn. I find that quite exciting, seeing what's the hot thing that week. Oh, and I love the clear plastic screens that is now between you and the cashier. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love it. I like to pretend that I'm visiting them in a high security prison. (laughs) I did once put my hand up against it in the hope they'd press theirs against it too, but they didn't, which is very sad. Oh, let me ask you a question about supermarkets in general, though. Have you ever seen anyone pushing a trolley, supermarket trolley, full with food and the trolley topples over onto its side? I have never seen that, no. No, no, me neither. I asked my parents if they had, and between them, they have 122 years of adult life, and they too have never seen a trolley topple over onto its side. And yet, when I went last week, I was pushing my trolley with bags full of food back to the car, and this is something I find difficult because I'm extremely weak. And even though I only ever get the shallow trolley, not the big, deep family one, I still find it very hard. And I'm okay on the flat, smooth surface of the supermarket. But the car park at my Sainsbury's is what I describe 
what I describe, I emphasize, as very hilly. Like I've never climbed Everest or done the Three Peaks Challenge, but I don't think the effort is dissimilar to the journey from supermarket to my car with a trolley. I often have to push it at an angle with all my body weight on one side to stop it sliding out of control down a slope. And last week, I was doing this manoeuvre and something happened. I'm not sure what. I'm not ruling out some unexpected rocks or something. But I was pushing and then suddenly my trolley toppled over sideways onto the floor and all my shopping fell out. And there were witnesses, but nobody came to help me. I initially assumed that that was to do with social distancing or perhaps even the bystander effect. But now I'm wondering if they just assumed I'd done it on purpose for attention as they'd never seen it happen before and didn't even think it was possible. (laughs) So I had to get the trolley upright, which wasn't easy. And then I had to put all the food back in the bags and then all the bags back in the trolley. And there were lemons rolling around everywhere. And it was very embarrassing. And the only good thing was, and this was miraculous, nothing broke. But if it had had, I would have just scooped up broken glass and mounds of ketchup or mayonnaise or whatever and just shoved it into the bags. <laughs> and it's really bad because I'm now going to have to take a few weeks off going to the supermarket because of the humiliation, which means that Tom gets to go every week. <laughs> but then Tom went yesterday. He had to queue up for ages outside. And then when he got in, after he'd put about two things in his trolley, he realised he'd left his wallet at home and he just had to come home. So now he can't go either, either. So we're just going to starve. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. got a new phone oh congratulations you know it's one of these where you you get an upgrade every now and then if you stay with the same phone company for a long time i've I've been with the same phone network forever forever i think yeah i think you know ever since i've had a mobile phone i've had the same number and i've stayed with the same network which i think that is some kind of reflection on my character <laughs> in a positive way <laughs> a positive way okay yeah you don't think it's just laziness you never bothered to sort of shop around for a better no. offer or no no do you know i've got no time for people who are constantly texting you to say this is my new number uh, okay my sister's one of those I think what are you up to like hiding from people the, that's what hiding burner, from people. Fa- burner phones yes yeah hiding. Using burner phones like at the mm. wire um so i've got a new phone which i'm always excited um when a new piece of technology turns up mm. but it is enormous oh and one of those massive ones right i've already got small hands and this isn't helping <laughs> at all i feel like every time i pick this phone up it's it's belittling me it's literally belittling me yeah yeah oh. yeah yeah exactly that can you fit it in so a I'm pocket g- is, that, is that an issue yeah, but it's you know there's a lot of bulge. I never know mm. what I, I always worry that my pockets bulge too much. Is that something you think about me? 
Yeah, yeah. It's, I think sometimes I think you can have a bit more of a, a slimming silhouette in terms of the pocket. No, of course, I've never thought about that about you. Nobody's oh, ever thought thinking, that about anyone I, I, of those. I, th- I look like I'm wearing jodhpurs a lot of the time. I've got that much stuff in my pockets. <laughs> The only time I've ever thought it was on the X Factor. I can't remember the year, but it was the year of Christopher Mahoney. No, not you. Not about you, but anybody. Christopher Mahoney, the one who loved his gran. And he used to go on stage and I swear he'd have his wallet in his pocket. You could see a bulge in his pocket. Yeah, That looked like his wallet. And yeah, that wasn't a good look on stage, no. When I do live shows of the other podcast, just before I go on stage, I always take my wallet out and and give it to a lackey and say, "Can you look after this until good, after I come off?" Good, good. Like it's uh, it's, it's not a good look, is it? No. Um, anyway, so I was setting up this new phone before and knowing that I've got to do this thing on Instagram later, and I'm not really a big Instagram person at all. Are you even on Instagram? Yeah, yeah. Are you on Instagram? Yeah, I, I, you're on. I've, I've liked some of your posts. You know, I'm on it. I know I don't post very much. You know, yeah, only once a day. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't use it very much, but um, my wife uses it quite a lot. She does every Wednesday. She does one of these Instagram live things. Oh yeah, actually, I should watch that. What time is it on? Um, half past eight every Wednesday. It's her and Paloma okay. Faith. And they, they're called the deciders and uh, it's sort of fi- uh, settling marital squabbles for people who are in lockdown. Um, Brilliant. Or, you know, it's that, that kind of thing. Oh, here's a question just on that subject. Mm. I'm going to describe a job and I want you to tell me what the job is. Okay. Collecting up uh, clothes that have been worn, mm-hmm. taking them down to the washing machine, mm-hmm. washing them in the washing machine. Mm-hmm. And then switching them to the dryer and drying them in the dryer. Right, that's that's doing the laundry. Interesting. Right, go on. Because that's what I think that job is as well. Yeah, go on. Sarah thinks it's not doing the laundry unless you also fold and put away. Oh, so you have. I think the folding the and putting away is a separate. I think folding and putting away is a separate job. Well, I feel you did trick me a bit then. Like, what was I? You know, <laughs> you, did, you, did, you didn't make that particularly clear. But I'm so, no, I think I don't know. I think it's still the laundry, folding it and putting it away. Is it not? Anyway, what would you, sorry, what would it, you call that job then? Folding and putting away. Of, so just a completely different job. It's not the laundry. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, you can, okay. it can be one thing, but if, if you can't accuse somebody of not having done the laundry right. if they've taken the clothes from a dirty state to a mm. clean and dry state, I think that's that's yeah, my okay. point. I'm with you there. Okay. Um, why do I even mention this? I don't know. Anyway, so I'm doing one of these Instagram live things. So I had to make sure Instagram was installed on this new phone. Oh, which yeah. It wasn't for whatever reason. And a little box popped up saying, would you like to rate Instagram on the iTunes store? Right. And I think they don't need to be asking that now. <laughs> no. It's fine. <laughs> if nobody is choosing whether to install Instagram or not, based on how many ratings it has on iTunes at this point. They've either heard of it and they think, I'm going to have a go on that, or they think that's not for me. Yeah. Nobody is choosing it based on its star rating on iTunes. So what did you give it? <laughs> Three. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there was that. What else was I going to tell you about? Oh, I don't know, Annabelle. I'm not. I'm really not. Uh, I'm not doing. I'm not my best self tonight, am I? You, you, you're your very best self, but you've got that battery acid burn to deal with, so you are doing very well. I know. Forty days and forty nights of lockdown. It's been now. You know. Is it really? Oh wow. I think so. Yeah, forty days and forty nights. Mm. Yep. Um, 
So I we're almost at longer sounds... than Jesus in the wilderness, aren't we? Well, we're currently equalling his record mm. like, by <laughs> this time <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> his I'm sure he very much thought of it best. as a record. <laughs> his personal best. We're going to beat his PB, you can't wait. You know, when you hear of people giving up stuff for Lent, that's 40 days and 40 nights, isn't it? And oh. uh, having done this lockdown, I think it's not that impressive. <laughs> I was thinking in some ways it feels like it's gone on forever and then in some ways it feels like it started the day before yesterday. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's like your perception of time is all gone. Mm. Uh, What have you been watching this week? I know people have been enjoying Uh, our entertainment recommendations, so I'll ask you if you've got anything. Well, same as last week, I'm just watching what everyone else is watching, so it will be of no interest, but I'm watching Normal People. Have you seen Normal People yet? Yeah, I've started it, but I don't think it's for me. Oh? Ooh, yeah. I'm surprised. I could tell it's like who loves a coming of age thing more than me. Yeah, that's why I'm surprised. Yeah, but I'm just, it's not clicking with me. Is it a bit I'll too racy you, for you? It's quite racy. No, you know, I've I've seen erotica before. I've en- enjoyed erotica before mm. now, but mm. for whatever reason, it's not clicking with me. Okay. I'll tell you what, I th- and I can tell it's high quality, mm. but I'll tell you what, I'm finding it a bit. Mm. Is humorless. Okay. Do you think that is a fair thing to say? Um, well, it depends on whether you're criticising it for not being a comedy or whether you just no, think no, there's, I'm not no, saying there's no humour in it, it at all. It doesn't seem to have any sense of humour to it. Mm. I, think that's a, I think that's a fair comment. I do think that's so, a fair comment, yeah. Maybe it's that. I don't know. I don't know. But should I... Do Sarah's some gags. Gonna... Come on. <laughs> no, you don't mean that. <laughs> Sarah's going to carry on watching it. Um, mm. But anyway, so uh, I started watching. I watched a couple of them a while ago and then never went back to it. But I've started watching... Did we talk about this? The TV version of What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, you've mentioned it before. Yeah. So I watched the film. The film is is brilliant. I love it. If you've never seen the film, watch the film before you do anything. I don't mean like before you go to the toilet or before you put put out that fire but i mean <laughs> like uh before you start the series the film it's a mock documentary about some vampires living in a house in um in new zealand and and one of them is jermaine uh from flight of the concords and uh, another one is taika waititi who is just brilliant now very famous film director and writer but i think you know that was one of his first films and he's in it and it's it's so funny and so charming and they've done a tv series of it which i think because i was comparing it to the film when i first watched it i couldn't get into it and now i've started watching it i think it's great okay I'm still reading this Beatles book as well, which uh, a couple of people emailed to say I r- raved about it, but never named it. And it's called One, Two, Three, Four: The Beatles in Time. And the author is Craig Brown. And I'm reading it slowly just because you know how it is when you've got a little kid. There's no time mm. to sit and read. But um, yeah. I'm just at the they're talking about I am the walrus in the bit where I'm up to. And um, it quotes the playground rhyme on which it was kind of based. Do you want oh. to hear this? Yes, please, yeah. So, yellow matter custard, green slot pie, all mixed together with a dead dog's eye, <laughs> slap it on a butty, ten foot thick, then wash it all down with a cup of cold sick. Ooh. It's very, very sort of playground. I think variations on that have been uh, chanted up and down the country over the decades. But as I was reading that, I was thinking, like, that last line wash it all down with a cup of cold sick is particularly horrible. Yeah. But why is sick worse if it's cold? 
It's not like that would be a nice poem. If if only the sick was warm, it would be palatable. It, it's that's so interesting. It is so much more disgusting than if it was just yeah. warm sick. Warm sick is yeah. how it normally is. In fact, it's gone cold. Suggests it's gone yeah. stale or like it's more, it's just worse. It shouldn't be. Should yeah. It? No, it shouldn't be. Anyway, so uh, th- that's uh, that's this week's entertainment roundup. <laughs> Time now for Quandary Corner at the Glap Clinic here in Problematic and Snaresbrook. Suggestions at Annabelle's End. Uh, write to us with any social situations where you need to know the rules and we will tell you those rules. Annabelle. First is from Lieutenant Colonel Colin, who, who at the start of his email suggests that we could add Port's thoughts to Problematic. Oh, yeah. Mm. Did we used to do something called Pause for Port? We did. We did. Can indeed. you remember what it was? I can't. I think... I think no, I, I'm sure that I used to take a song, and then I would start. God, deconstructing it. Yeah, or but I would start off all like I'd be saying, describing a really nice scene at home, and then I say, and then I started listening to Sympathy for the Devil, oh, and I would get right. so angry about something in yeah, that song. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. Anyway, back to Lieutenant Colonel Colin, who says. I know this is very generic and you might need to get a specialist in for a whole episode again, but there's a very real possibility that at some point the lockdown is going to get relaxed. At that point, people are going to go over the top with hugging, excited greetings, insisting on meeting up, talking to us, etc. We are not prepared for this. What are the rules for us drifters as we have to enter back into society? Well, I was hoping they were going to do it quite gradually so that he's imagining quite a nightmare scenario of it being like five, four, three, two, one. Everyone runs out (laughs) on the streets and hugs. And I don't think it's going to be like that, is it? No, see, I'm more hoping that people just will realise, oh, it was fine without touching each other. Yeah. So handshakes, hugs, so on. That I thought that could could all be gone. What what um so so he's envisaging some kind of crazed almost orgiastic release mm. at the end of the lockdown and how yeah. do you avoid it yeah yeah i i think first of all i i think don't be too worried because i think it's going to be very very gradual mm. and i think the whole social distancing is going to be here for a while so i, I wouldn't worry too much about yeah <laughs> your vision of it just suddenly exploding into a massive affection and meetings up i think a lot of people think oh why was i bothering to get on the train or the bus to go meet friends when i can just look at them on a screen <laughs> i think that there'll be a lot more sitting at home doing meetings rather than going out won't there I, I just think he doesn't need to worry too much. I think there's going to be a, a substantial chunk of people, and I don't want to make light of this, but there's going to be a substantial chunk of people who are left a little scarred by all this, and mm-hmm. they are going to become maybe a touch on the germ-phobic side. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just generally, I think it's going to affect some people mentally. And my mm-hmm. advice is, if you are not one of those people, just pretend that you are. Because we're all going to have to be sympathetic oh, towards it. That's a great it. idea. That's a great yeah. idea. I think that there's yes. going to be long-lasting effects of this on some people. And, and just pr- pretend that you're one of those people. There you go. That's your question answered. Yeah. Okay, let's yeah. go on to Roz. Who presses the button at Pelican Crossing? This was a pre-lockdown question. Is it the person who is standing closest? 
if they haven't pressed the button, then can you reach around them to press the button? This once happened to me. In my defence, I had pressed the button, but someone arriving at the Pelican Crossing after me got impatient and reached around me right into my personal space to press the button again. While I normally avoid interacting with strangers at all costs, I couldn't help but give a surprise glare, which then prompted a sheepish apology from them. But if I had arrived at Pelican Crossing and the person standing closer to the button hasn't pressed it, what then? Oh, this is a good question, isn't it? I think it's a good question. And for me, there's a very obvious answer. Uh, go on, because it's not, it's not hit me straight away. But as I've said, I'm a, a little distracted this evening. So yes. you'll say it and I'll think, yeah. oh, yes, of course. So if, so if, if there's someone by the, the crossing and they haven't pressed the button, what you do is you then just wait for maybe even two hours until there's a space in the traffic to cross the road or <laughs> risk your own life and just go across anyway. There is no way that you can, I think it's too passive aggressive. You can't just press the button because the, you, what you're doing by pressing the button is saying to them, why didn't you press that button? You could say, oh, is, is it working? That's a good oh, one. I'm not sure that it's working. You I'll give it a good press. You could, because what I've started doing is I've started pressing them with my elbow. You could stand by it and discreetly press it with your elbow. I don't think you can discreetly do anything with your elbow, really, can you? <laughs> I don't know. You should see me. I'm sure I could, just as a discreet little nudge. Okay, maybe that's not the greatest idea. Um, Have we reached it? I think that to show, oh, oh, is it, is it not working? Oh, gosh. That takes some no? bravery, though, doesn't it? That That's, yeah, okay. That's what you because do. you're putting the blame on the corporation. Mm. But they, but then for doesn't not, that person know they haven't the pressed Pelican, it? Cr- Pelican Crossing properly. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I was just saying uh, that. Aren't you by then? Aren't you saying then? They, that person knows they haven't pressed it, so they know yeah. that you're. Mm. Then then you're just waiting for the because they're not going to stand there forever, are they? No. You're waiting for them to realise. I, I would rather wait than say, yeah. oh, is it not yeah. working? Yeah, it turns into some kind of game of chicken, I think. It does, it does. Good question. Okay, good. No yeah, that was a good really. question. <laughs> no, And that was our podcast. I have a feeling this will be one of our shortest episodes this week, largely uh, because I'm I'm in this bad mood. Um, I've got to snap out of it. No disrespect to you, Annabelle, but you know you're. It's okay for me to be in a bad mood for you and the Drifters because you know me. I've got to be on my best behaviour going on Instagram Live. Oh yeah, definitely. You have to buzz it could yourself be, up. It could be my big break. <laughs> could be. Don't know. What if a Hollywood producer is tuning in? What if and what, a they're Broadway looking to cast talent scout? Yeah, yeah. For a big movie, and you're just the guy. Yeah, exactly. It's possible. Yeah, yeah. So uh, um, I'm, I'm going to have to snap out of this. What's wrong with me? I'm going to put a plaster on this cut, I think. Oh, good, good. Do yes. that. Um, thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music, and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. And uh, if you would like to get in touch with Quandary Corner or send us one of your stories of social ineptitude, then email us hello at adriftpodcast.com.
Okay. This comes from a cat. More about that uh, when we get to the end of the podication. It says, hi, Jeff and Annabelle. Hi. Hi. This is a podification for LL, whose birthday is on the 5th of May. From her daughter, MJ, I will keep up the use of initials since her previous writings maintained a mysterious air with the double hockey sticks. Oh, yes, LL. I remember LL. Yes. Uh, I'm actually the one who introduced her to Adrift so many months ago after being introduced to it myself through a British friend, spoiler, we're Americans, and laughing so hard during the episode where a woman accidentally congratulated a one-armed colleague after trying and failing to shake her hand. <laughs> that both got us, that got us both hooked. Since then, she somehow often manages to listen to the newest podcast ahead of me each week and will send me cryptic one-liners from either of you two with no context, like, danger, danger, lol. Uh, uh, an outsighted quotation from Jeff's son. Or we'll mention Jeff's preferences for TV shows as if he's a real friend we know in real life, like convincing me to watch Succession by telling me, you know that Jeff is obsessed. <laughs> uh, the fact that her letters were read on the show twice in a row last month was probably a highlight for our whole family during this quarantine, the first time she sent out the podcast link and time code for her section to seven family and friends. Wow. Oh, amazing. That's great. I mean, that's probably like quadrupled our download numbers or something. <laughs> uh, oops. I hope she's not embarrassed by that uh, since I shared that. Since we do have a shared idea of inviting Jeff to some favourite NYC spots whenever the borders eventually open. Or if he gives us a suggestion for a place to go, we promise that we actually will go. We will actually go, unlike mm. my friend Soraya that time. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to go back to New York. It's, I don't know. It'll be a long time. You know, I've been thinking with Sarah's mum living in Chicago and with all these travel restrictions, it could be a long time until my mother-in-law comes to visit. Could be a very long time. So every cloud. (laughs) You know, I don't mean it. Um, LL and I live in different countries and it's unclear when we will next be able to see each other in person again. So shared connections over things like Adrift and Words with Friends games, Zoom Passover Seders, etc. Give us the humour needed to survive until we are all freely allowed outside again. LL is an amazing mother, shown in many ways besides her shared love for Adrift. When I was sick with probably COVID last month, she watched me from America through my cat cam and called my friends if she didn't see me breathing. I was just asleep. She always calls for quick chats on walks, sends fashion statement pictures for new clothing trends we have to try, and loves my newly adopted shy but diva-like cat from afar. Someday, LL, Princess Puzislava, cat, and I will be reunited. But for now, we have a drift. Okay, so I just saw the cat at the end of the email. I thought the email was from a cat. Now I understand it's from MJ and Princess Puzislava. Puzislava. The name certainly draws the eye, doesn't it? It really does. It really Mm. does. I don't know if, you know, I can't uh, imagine that we'll be having another kid. But if we did, it'd certainly be on the the list of names. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. That's lovely to know that you're um, connecting during this weird time via this podcast. And also thank you for... Uh, getting those other people to listen to. I'm sure they didn't stick with it, but, you know, just just a little bump there for the one week is exciting for us. Yeah, And, yeah, Uh, happy birthday. 
would have been today, wouldn't it? So uh, yes. she'll get this on the 6th. Although, if she's in America, oh. maybe she'll, it'll still be the 5th when she gets it. I don't know. If she stays up late depends, on her birthday, who knows? Yeah, it depends how quickly I edit it. So there we go. Uh, the latest edition of the podcast is podicated to LL from MJ and Princess Puzislava, PP. And uh, <laughs> if you'd like a podication, then email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. Okay, I'm pressing stop. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.